I want to talk about something that is taboo for a lot of people and taboo for uh, just a lot of our society and our culture, and that is depression. And people think that if you struggle with depression, uh, depending on you know where you are in your belief system, either that you need to be on antidepressants or you need to pray more or you're not exercising enough faith or you're not doing enough good things or you know whatever it is but I know with me um I've battled depression since what I can remember is about eight years old and I've talked about it some with like you know Facebook posts or um in individual conversations but I wanted to touch on it with this podcast because you know I want it to be a real conversation and although I'm not interviewing anyone tonight I feel like that a lot of times I have conversations with myself <laughs> and that is not to be confused with schizophrenia um, or feeling like that I am like talking to myself or I'm hearing voices. Although, you know, in my counseling sessions, I learned that there's a lot of differing voices that are within myself and uh, some of them are very critical. And then there's also this inner child voice that is just like screaming out to have more fun and to be more lighthearted whereas this critical almost like a critical parent that's just like you know oh you know better you you should you should know better than that uh you know whatever it is like that is what a lot of times weighs in more heavily and I try to find the balance between the two because you know there are times where I'm like I I I want to be more childlike not childish but childlike and I feel like that I can't do that because, you know, I'm about to be 30. And, you know, the, the child days, you know, but, but those times are over. But what I'm learning is, like, most of us need to be more like a child in our outlook of life and our outlook of ourselves and situations that we face. And if we did, then we would have a lot more wonder and a lot more just all of you know, what is going on? And, and if we just took the time to see through a child's eyes and to, to see what fascinates them and to see how dependent they are on their caretaker, then we would learn that that is, that's us in a sense, even as adults, like, you know, we, we are not autonomous. Like we are not self-sufficient in every way. We have to be dependent on something or somebody, whether it's a job to, you know, we rely on our job for income to, pay our bills and and feed ourselves or feed our families or we rely on the people around us to love us and to make us feel worth and value and if we have religious beliefs or spiritual beliefs then we rely on our creator to you know to give us that value and to give us that worth and sometimes depression still creeps in and I don't believe that it's like a sickness that can just be cured with a medicine or definitely can't be cured with a surgery or something like that I think a lot of it has to do with what we focus on and for me it's hard to focus on anything I've never been diagnosed as ADD or ADHD or whatever it is but I mean I'm sure I would probably have been as a child (laughs) but I was homeschooled and so I didn't have a lot of other factors to distract me as far as peers go and classroom settings but definitely had distractions even while being at home. And thankfully, I had the, the freedom and the leniency to explore 
the things that distracted me and actually be creative and be productive with those. So in a lot of ways, it was music. I've never had a drum lesson in my life, but I would play on my school books with pencils <laughs> and that would help me to think. And I would just come up with like beats. And uh, before I ever had a guitar, I had a cardboard Kleenex box that I put some rubber bands around and a paper towel roll and made a guitar and just <laughs> was plucking on some rubber band strings. And so I was distracted by those things, but it ended up being productive for me. And I just, it, it's hard for me to focus on a lot of times the, the good that is in my life because so many other things weigh heavily. The, I mean, just the heavier issues of the the state of our world right now and you know how many people are suffering how many people are hurting how many people are lost and they they don't know where to turn and they don't feel like they have hope and they don't feel like they have anybody that they can go to to talk to or that will listen to them or you know whatever and that those are the things that really trigger the depression and the depressive thoughts that I have so it's it's a constant like mind renewal process. Like I have to truly be intentional about mindfulness and being present in the moment and I feel like I've gotten better at it recently, but it's still a battle. And this quarantine and this pandemic that we're in right now that really has slowed down a lot of our lives. I think for some people it's probably amplified and really boosted uh their schedule in the medical field or the online shopping field <laughs> but uh but for I mean for most of, of of the world and especially Americans it has drastically slowed down our pace of life and we've spent more time at home we've spent more time with our family and and even alone and maybe if you like if you're like me like you just you have more time to think you have more time to process and that can be very helpful and very beneficial very therapeutic but it can also be uh, harmful if our thoughts are not focused on what we can do to be productive and if we can't channel these feelings and these thoughts that we have towards something to make the world around us better and to make us better and so if you battle with depression or if you don't even if you don't even know what it is if you don't want to label it but you know, you just feel like you're down a lot of times. Uh, it, you're not you're not alone in that boat, and you're definitely not a bad person, <laughs> or you're not wrong for feeling that way. I think that more people probably experience that than would admit it. But I want to be more vulnerable with stuff that I'm experiencing and feelings that I'm going through, and just thoughtful processes that can either be destructive or constructive. And there are so many days that I literally struggle to get out of bed and to function and to go to work or, you know, whatever, whatever the job is that I'm doing. And if my schedule does not have anything in the day, uh, for a lot of people, that would be phenomenal. Like they would just love to have a day where they don't have any obligations or commitments. But for me, it's like I almost have to fill it with something. I have to make a schedule or figure out what, I'm, what am I going to do. I have to make a to-do list because I have to stay busy. And what I've learned also with studying the Enneagram is that even though my highest score, as far as percentage goes, is that I'm a two, which is a helper. And I can totally, totally agree with that because I feel like that 
a lot of my life has been codependent where I feel like that I have to make myself needed and I have to be a people pleaser and to to do things that people want in order for me to feel loved and for me to feel valued and so I'm constantly looking for ways to help and I can be in a healthy or an unhealthy state in that but what has been weighing in more as I've taken the test more recently is that I am more like a seven which is the or an adventurer uh, somebody who is always looking for just the next the next adventure the next new thing uh you know just wanting to to travel and that was a really loud truck y'all know if you listen to my podcast I do a lot of recording outdoors because I love it I love being out in the nature and trees and stuff and so sometimes we have cars driving by but anyway uh so with the adventurer the the root fear or the core fear of that is that people who identify as a seven that they are constantly trying to avoid pain and so they stay busy and they stay distracted and I can absolutely relate to that as well and agree with that that in my life there's been a lot of pain internal and external that I have not dealt with well or dealt with at all up until recently when I've started going to therapy and it sucks I mean it's kind of like you know cleaning out your house if you want to really do like a deep clean it's going to get messier before it gets cleaner Uh, when you're pulling stuff out of drawers and closets to organize it and whatever and it's the same it's the same thing with uh with therapy is that you know if you want to get better and if you want to be a healthier version of yourself then it's gonna have to get messier before it gets cleaner there's gonna have to be things that you pull out of the closet that you've just stuffed in there and um things that you sucked under the rug and just wanted to not deal with and not recognize or acknowledge you're gonna have to rip that rug up and 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 really clean it up and it's tough and that has been at, at times even more of a trigger for depression but at least now I have a healthy outlet where I can see a light at the end of the tunnel. And before, um, when I just suppressed everything and didn't really feel like I had a place to go because um, church has not been a safe place for me to talk because I, I feared judgment. I feared shame. I feared uh, that somebody would accuse me of not being a good Christian if I you know, told them all the stuff that I battled with. Or that, you know, they would tell me that I just need to read more scriptures and pray more and attend more church services and be prayed for and um, all these things. And those, those, are, those are great, but I don't believe that that is the end all. I believe that God gave us a brain that on our best day, the smartest person is only exercising 10% of, of the brain that God's given us. And so this brain that we have is very intricately detailed. And I have a psychology degree, so I've learned a lot about it. And I've known that even even though I've wanted to go into counseling, like that was my dream when I started psychology, is that I wanted to be a counselor, I wanted to be a therapist, I wanted to help people. Um, I realized that I, more than anybody, need it. (laughs) I need somebody that I can talk to. I need a, a safe place where I can unload and also trust that the advice that I'm given is coming from... Uh, someone that that truly cares and that sees me and that hears me and that notices me and it's just it's it's crazy <laughs> our mind is a is a crazy 
dangerous at times, uh, but powerful place. And that's where so many of the battles are uh, that we go through. They're in our, they're in our head, they're in our, in our mind. And so we have to realize that and acknowledge it and, and kind of, you know, preempt certain things that come up that uh, maybe certain patterns have triggered us before. And so when we see those same patterns coming up, then we can acknowledge, okay, I, I need to do something with this. Uh, I don't want to just fall into the same trap. I don't want to fall into the same pit. I want to learn how to go around it or to get through it in a healthy way. Uh, rather than just falling into it multiple times, as I have, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. <laughs> I'm also learning that the things that I'm going through that I thought I was the only one, it's a lot more normalized than I anticipated. And so that's comforting, but it's also heart-wrenching to know what other people are going through, that maybe they also feel like that they are the only one and they don't know who they can talk to. So uh, just yesterday, I had somebody to reach out to me that I haven't talked to in years and I had posted something or said something about going to counseling and um, it encouraged her so much to know that somebody else that seemed okay on the outside had actually explored that that option and um, it's been so helpful for me. So she is now looking into going just because it is it is so helpful. But if you can't get into therapy, if you can't go to a counselor, I mean, I understand it's, it's difficult, but I want you to know that I I don't I'm not licensed, <laughs> um, so I don't really have any any credentials to um, to offer any advice. But I just want people to know that I am here and I'm available and I want to help. And you can reach out to me if you want to. Uh, I don't know how much help I can offer, but hopefully I can at least point you in the right direction and and give you some hope and let you know that you're not alone. Sometimes that's all we need. Uh, I I've diagnosed myself with the rescuer syndrome my whole life (laughs) and I've realized that it's not my job to be the rescuer it's not my job to be the savior and sometimes I don't need to approach a hurting person with the intent to fix the problem or to fix them but just simply to be there and to be present and to listen to them and to just to sit with them and that's what I've needed a lot in my life and I have I have a, a very small circle that I feel like has been that for me. And I know a lot of people have a lot of friends and a ton more acquaintances, but there is definitely a small core of people that I feel like I can confide in and I can tell them when I'm struggling with and when I'm having a down day and those days that I just don't feel like that I can function that day and that my, my thoughts are getting the best of me and it's really hard for me to overcome them. And I can reach out to them and they, they talk me through it and they listen and they don't judge. They love. And that is, that, that's a huge, a huge key. So maybe if you're not battling depression and that's not something you struggle with, I can guarantee you there's somebody close to you that is. And the best thing that you can do for them is not to try to fix the problem, but just to be there and not to approach them with, you know, well, you should do this, and you ought to do this, and, you know, you should have done this then, like, back in the past or whatever. We can't do anything about the past. We can't do anything about that. What we can do right now is just with this moment and what we're going to do with these next steps. So I'm doing my part to 
take baby steps towards my own wellness. And sometimes it's not even like a step. Sometimes it's like a crawl. Other days, I feel like I'm taking strides and it's great and I feel great. And then uh, the next day, I might just get smacked in the face with uh, worthlessness and just guilt and regret and feeling of uh, feelings of inadequacy and that I just I'm not enough and I'm insufficient and what I have to offer is not what people need so it's a it's it's crazy (laughs) um I sleep really hard at night not because I'm physically exerting myself throughout the day although I have done that a lot in my life but here lately I really believe it's because of mental exhaustion where it's so hard to shut my mind off and when I finally fall asleep I am I'm out (laughs) like out I could sleep for 12 hours and not move Uh, so some days are like that it's very it's very inconsistent but all I know is that I have hope (laughs) I have hope Uh, I have an anchor I have a reason to keep breathing and to keep going have have more than one but all I need is one and there are people in my life that I know love me and they accept me for who I am and they accept me even with all of the the mess and the the crap that comes along with me that sometimes I am very hard to love and I'm hard to understand and that's one of the worst things is feeling misunderstood and feeling like that you know you're trying to be honest and vulnerable and transparent with somebody and they just don't get it and they're trying to fit you into their mold and it's really hard but there are people in your life I promise you there's got to be somebody and if you're listening to this then apparently you're in my life in some way so I'm one but uh there are people that will not judge you or shame you for what you're going through for what you've done for what you're feeling we are all in this Uh, experience called life we're all on this journey and um, God created us for community he created us to to strengthen each other and to make up for other people's lacks and uh, and to to be there just for a support and a strength for somebody else because I know I'm going to need that as well from somebody else and I don't even know where I'm where I'm going with that I might be done I don't know but if you have any questions, then I want you to, to reach out to me. You can send a message through here. If you're uh, friends with me on social media, if you got my number, you can text me, call me, whatever. But um, I, want us to be, I want us to be more open. I want us to be more real with each other. I'm tired of facades and masks. And I think that uh, this whole pandemic is actually <laughs> beneficial and the sense of, you know, we're not around as many people. And we're having a lot of times to wear physical masks. So we can't just like fake a smile because people can't see that a lot of times. And we're not in church buildings like we used to be. And we're not at our workplaces like we used to be. So we're not having to, to put on this front. Like we're like we're completely fine and everything's okay. And we're blessed and highly favored and all this kind of stuff like it's causing us to be more real and if we want to stay all day in our yoga pants and t-shirt like that's okay if you don't if you don't take a shower for three days it's okay if you want to put on makeup for a few days that's okay like it's okay I don't know where where 
in, in history and we're in society, uh, we got the idea that we had to be a certain look or we had to, to have a certain personality or whatever to be accepted or to be loved or to be right. But it's just not true. Like Jesus accepts us where we are. And if we don't accept people where, where they are, then we're not loving like Jesus. We're not loving people um, in spite of how we feel or what they've done or whatever. Like that's, that's on us at that point. But I want to be more of a lover of my enemies. And I want to bless those who have intent to harm me and to kill me and to speak ill against me like I want to bless those uh, and whether whether it's seen or not I'll do it to their face or I'll do it just in the privacy of my own solitude uh, I've got no ill will or malicious intent or anything like that towards any single person like there's nobody that is not worthy of love there's nobody that has done something too bad or too wrong or whatever it is, however you want to label it, that is exempt now from love and acceptance and worth. So we, as, uh, you know, if you're a follower of Jesus, then that's how we should be living and loving. And, um, and if you're not, then there's a whole lot of other people that you can follow that, that set that example. Um, but for me, there's no, there's no better example than Jesus that loved unconditionally and loved, recti- loved recklessly and just did not... I mean, he, he didn't even care if we were going to love him in return. Like, he didn't care that I was going to struggle with anxiety and depression and low self-worth and feelings of inadequacy. He didn't care. He said, I'm going to love you anyway, and I'm going to love you through it. And... The moment that you realize that and you see that, you're gonna you're gonna feel a lot better. You're gonna think a lot better, and that is absolutely 100 percent true. The moment that I realize and fully acknowledge and believe that I am loved regardless, I am whole regardless. Man, what a difference that makes. So, whatever you're whatever you're going through right now, whatever whatever the the uh, distraction is in your head that is just causing you to, to think all kinds of crazy things and you can't seem to to really rein in and to control those thoughts like you're not alone again and uh, there's hope there's definitely hope I don't want to diagnose myself and I definitely won't diagnose anybody else but if I had to I would say that I'm probably somewhere on the spectrum of manic depressive, <laughs> which is also known as bipolar disorder. And I don't, I don't say that lightly, but I'm just saying that the, the high highs that people see a lot of times that I want to project as the real me, um, that same extreme of me jumping and running and singing and acting crazy and just loving life and ziplining and traveling and all those kind of things like there are moments that that same extreme is on the bottom of that spectrum where I am completely feeling like I am worthless and 
feeling like that I have no place in the world and I am offering nothing good to humanity or to society or to anybody. And that is, it's dangerous ground. <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely depression territory. It's definitely um, suicidal contemplation territory. But without the people in my life that I know I can, I can call on and that love me, uh, I would definitely feel hopeless and feel like that I just couldn't make it another day. But I'm thankful for the, the community that has been placed in my life and that I have reached out to receive and to let in. So please do that. If you haven't done that yet, please let people in. Not everybody. You can't trust just everybody with, with your junk. <laughs> but find you know one or two people that you can really trust and you can confide in and let them in and give them permission to intrude at times when you put your walls up and you put your guard up give them permission to uh or or just give give them a key to the house of your life where even when your door is locked they can still come in and you're going to get frustrated at times and it's going to be uh difficult and you're probably going to want to punch them in the face whatever but it's worth it because that accountability is what we need to to keep moving forward and to keep breathing and to keep going so i love you guys and i appreciate you guys who are listening to this podcast thank you so much for the feedback that you're giving me and uh encouraging me to keep bringing on guests to interview and to to have real conversations and to keep uh writing and producing and posting spoken word and uh and that form of poetry and these monologues because it means a lot and Sometimes I don't know if anybody's listening, if, any, if this is even going to reach anybody or help anybody. But if one person just tells me like, hey, I really needed that or I appreciate that or that spoke to me and what I'm going through right now. Like the whole time of battling whether or not I should, I should post it or not, that makes it worth it. So I appreciate you guys so much. And I'm believing that you guys are having an incredible week. Happy hump day. And... I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening to Church Talks.